From high atop the world headquarters of Southeastern Fly, you're listening to the Southeastern Fly podcast. When you finish listening and before you go practice casting, because that's what we're going to talk about today, how about giving us a positive review wherever you consume podcasts? So what are we going to talk about today? Like I said, casting and why why can it be so difficult? So it's, uh, let's see, it's 518 in the, in the a.m. Going to be going to the river here probably in about 30 minutes. Uh, woke up a little early, got everything ready, boats lined up. I thought, well, let's knock this out and just see what happens. So the questions came from, uh, for this episode, came directly from the podcast by Southeastern Fly Facebook group. And I asked a question uh, about what's the most difficult thing to learn? Uh, when you start fly fishing and overwhelmingly it came back with casting questions there were some other questions that were asking we probably are going to hit those as well uh, on a later date but but right now since there were so many that are asking about casting and talking about casting that uh, i thought we'd just go ahead and knock one of these out and uh give you just a few tips and i'm just going to pull uh most of this from the casting clinics that we do uh, with with individuals or casting lessons, casting clinics, uh, and then the folks that I teach on the boat as well. And everybody kind of has something that they have to work on. If you're listening to this, I guarantee you there's something that you can improve on, improve on with your casting. I know I've got some things to work on. Uh, and as I was loading a boat up this morning, I was thinking about the things I need to work on uh, whenever I get a chance to get out there and fish. So, uh, but we're not going to talk about my problems. We're going to talk about uh, how to solve other folks' problems. And I bet you that I'll leave, I'll learn something from this as well, or it'll conjure up something that uh, maybe I have forgotten and should be remembering. So first thing I want to do is talk about getting that fly and a little bit of line out in front of you before you make the cast. So first thing that we're going to talk about quickly is the roll cast. Now, the roll cast serves a lot of purposes, and if you're really good at it, you can you can even – single haul you can double haul a roll cast too if you do it just right but more single haul i don't think you can really double haul a roll cast and make it turn into anything but you can single haul a roll cast out in front of you if you're really going for distance and there's something right behind you so generally let's talk about generally speaking here especially in the smokies there's a lot of stuff around you just trees everywhere waiting to grab your fly so a roll cast is is uh something it's a it's an arrow that you need to have in your quiver too but we're going to talk about just getting the roll cast out in the, the line out in front of you by using a roll cast today so if you're facing a clock i like to say if you're facing a clock and 12 o'clock obviously straight up and down two o'clock would kind of be off to your right facing the clock so that's about where you want to start. Now, some people say you start a little higher. Some people say say you start a little lower. But I'm just talking about getting the fly out in front of you. So we're going to start at 2 o'clock because we want it to go out in front of us. And just remember that that wherever that tip of that rod goes, that fly is going to follow. We'll hit on that just in a little bit, too. But facing the clock, lift your arm up, up further than what you think you should. It feels kind of awkward at the two o'clock position and stop at your ear. So now we're facing the clock. We're up, got our arm extended, right arm, and, I, and I'm right-handed. So I'm going right-handed. If it's if you're left-handed, just go to, to uh, 10 o'clock. But just go up to two o'clock, stop, stop. That's the main thing. You got some line out. Your line should be hitting. Your fly line should be some laying on the water. 
the big thing on a on a uh, roll cast is to stop. I mean, like about that long. Uh, that's the thing that that keeps you uh, keeps your line where it needs to be. Now, your line should be out in front of you a little bit. If not, it's fixing to go out in front of you. And what you need to do, don't cast backwards at all. Don't do a back cast at all. So you've stopped for a reason, and that reason is to stop and let that line settle out a little bit, and then you're going to want to push forward. So I say put your thumb on the on the top of the grip and just push forward with the grip on the grip of the rod, the cork, and that line. Do you got to do it a few times. You got to practice in the yard. Uh, but if you'll come up to two o'clock and stop, got your thumb on top, you know, on on where it's supposed to be, real kind of hanging off, real real facing the clock as well, and just give it a good hard push. You want to come up to your ear, two o'clock, stop push with your thumb that'll turn that fly over that get it out in front of you that's the first thing that you got to do I, I suggest practicing this for about 30 minutes you should be real good at this now you also will be able to take that into some tight spaces bringing that arm down a little bit and being able to roll cast small flies into tight pools and tight riffles and stuff like that when you're like in the smokies the appalachians uh, a lot of places believe it or not up in the in the rockies there's some if you're not up too high uh, there's a lot of stuff there too that a lot of places there that you can use it. Now you got that that fly out in front of you. You've done the roll cast. You've done it about 30 minutes. You should be pretty good at it. Orvis has great videos. Uh, they put a lot of work into their videos. And in my mind, there's some really good content there with their casting instructors. Uh, if you if you don't want to go do a school, I suggest the schools too. Uh, I suggest taking some some casting lessons. I've had some folks help me, and I've said this before. I've had Susan Thrasher help me with whenever I'm trying to learn how to cast left-handed. Uh, she's really been a lot of help for that. But Or take a casting clinic or whatever you think you can do. But anyway, so the next thing is the, is the forward cast. So now you got the line out in front of you. That's that's pretty good line. You want a, about a length of fly line out equal to the rod or maybe a little longer. One of the things that I see folks do that are brand new, and I'm talking brand newbie new newbie news that uh, are just like this is their first time. They want to pick it up and then they want to duck, uh, and they don't pick it up with power. And you got to pick it up with some power. You got to pick that rod up off of the the grass or the water with a little bit of power, remembering that 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 eye, that fly line is going to follow the eye of the hook. It, wherever the fly line goes, generally speaking, generally. That fly is going to follow. So, if you if you come up, pick up with some power, and you got you got a, an equal amount of fly line out as you do uh, the rod, the length of the rod, maybe a little bit more than the length of the rod is probably going to be a little helpful. When you pick it up, come up with some power, snap, you know, pick it up, pow, stop, pow, hard stop. Up by I like to say stop by your ear. Don't try not to bend your wrist. Although this is all to a new person. And even folks that are intermediate, that's something that that I see folks come to the to our casting classes. And we do the the online coaching. Same thing that whenever you say you gotta come up with some power and stop with some power, like it's a hard stop, you can see light bulbs go off like, oh, that's what I haven't been really doing. Okay. Stop at your ear, try not to bend your wrist. Uh if you if you do bend your wrist. Just work on that. That's one of the things. Coming back too far and bending that wrist, and you'll hear if you're standing in the water and you bend your wrist, a lot of times you'll hear that fly smack the water behind you. And I like to say count 1,001, 
1,002. So 1,001, you pick it up. 1,002, you stop. And 1,003, you come forward. You can do it that way. Or you can say 1,001, come up. 1,002, go forward. And that stop will just kind of take care of itself. So use either one of those counts. You can count out loud. Uh, I don't suggest doing that on the water because people make fun of you. But uh, if you do, you can just stop and, and do that in your head. So one of the other things that I, that I see is on that stop, that hard stop, the pause. So there's a pause in there. And that pause should get longer with the more fly line that you have out. So as you're as you're coming up, you come up with a with kind of a snap, pick it up with some power, pop it, stop it. You can also, this is crazy, but you can turn around and look at that line as it as you stop and watch it unfold, and you'll see your loop in there. So you'll watch kind of watching your loop. And when you see it start to unfold, then you can just push forward with some more power, not fast, just power. And there's a big difference there that fast coming forward fast is, is where you don't stop, where you don't pause, where you don't turn around and you don't look at your line coming out. If you turn around and look at your line coming out and unfolding, you'll see that it'll start becoming almost automatic whenever you whenever you see it you'll know oh i need to come forward and your brain will say yeah let's go forward and you'll see you'll find yourself going forward at the right speed and you should be able to feel that that rod flex in your hand uh it should flex whenever you whenever you do everything good you don't have to do it perfect you just have to do it good to be able to start feeling that rod flexing down in the cork a little bit and you'll know that okay i've waited long enough and I'm coming forward now. I can feel that line, and I and you can tell when somebody feels it for the first time. Number one, their their fly is going to go uh, a whole lot further. But number two, they'll actually a lot of times like turn around and look at you, like, "Oh my gosh, did you see that?" And yeah, yeah, I did. You made the rod work. I like to say these rods cost a lot of money, anywhere from two hundred to twelve hundred dollars. If that's the case, it doesn't matter if it's two or twelve hundred dollars. You need to make that rod work for you. So make, making that rod do all the work means you have to pause. You have to get that line to to uh, to flex that rod. Look at that back cast, and then boom, come forward with that forward cast. If you bend your wrist a lot, it's very easy to make a wind knot. So that's why I like to say keep that wrist kind of solid. It's going to bend a little bit. I mean, we don't we don't have most of us don't have uh, fusions on our wrists. So you're going to find yourself bending it a little bit, and that's okay. But if you're getting a wind knot a lot, like a big one, on your forward cast, and you're, you'll find that you're bending your wrist, and your wrist is staying bent. And like I said, remember, that fly is going to follow that rod tip. And if it follows that rod tip, and your, your wrist is really bent back there when you come forward, and then you try to snap it over at the wrong time, you're going to have a wind knot. So we've talked about the roll cast. We've talked about the forward cast. Let's take a break here, and uh, we'll come right back with the double haul. Fishing with Southeastern Fly on a guided drift boat puts you on the best fishing and can help you learn additional skills. Southeastern Fly fishes for rainbow, brown trout, and smallmouth on the Caney Fork Elk and the Obey River, all in Middle Tennessee. In addition to this podcast, Southeastern Fly can also help you with casting lessons or improve your fishing skills with one-on-one online coaching sessions. Come fish from the casting braces of the Southeastern Fly. 
one of Middle Tennessee's most experienced guide services. To book a guided trip, go to southeasternfly.com and tell them you heard it on the Southeastern Fly podcast. All right, we're back. And let's talk about the double haul. So you got your roll cast going. You've practiced it. You're pretty good at that. Um, then you've got your forward cast going. You're not bending your wrist too much. You're coming up. You're stopping. You're pausing. You're watching your watching your line. You're doing all those things. I'll say this. The double haul is very complicated until you break it down into steps. And I'm going to recommend the Orvis, uh, Orvis again on the double haul videos. Just just uh, go to go to Google. Check the Google and type in Orvis Double Hall Cast, and you should see some videos come up there. Also, there you you know where to look for them. What am I saying? So look up the Orvis Double Hall video. There's a couple of them. The first thing I can say is learn the single haul. Uh, when you pick up on the rod that first time, use the single haul first. And I probably should have just went to single haul, but I'm just going to say learn the single haul. First, and the single haul is pull the line, pick up the rod. That's a single haul when you pick it up from in front of you. So roll cast out there when you get ready to do your forward cast. Pull the line a little tighter with your left hand. Uh, come up, stop, push it forward, let it let it slide, and you'll you. That's kind of the single haul. That's very difficult to show without to tell without showing. But anyway, uh, again, video is your friend, and. Also, videos your friend a couple ways. So let me stop right here. We'll get back to the double haul. So don't don't freak out yet. Videos your friend. You can watch it on YouTube. You can you can do all that stuff that we were just talking about. Those Orvis videos really are really good. But videos also your friend. Set it up outside and set your phone up outside and just film yourself doing one thing at a time. So video your rollcast. Video your forward cast, just doing those. Don't don't try to do everything at once. Just break it out in chunks. And you'll find that you'll see your problems quicker than you'll feel your problems or see your problems whenever you're doing it. And you'll know what to correct. And you can send that video to to a friend or something like that if, if you've got one. That, I don't have any friends that wouldn't make fun of me. But if you've got a friend that doesn't make fun of your casting and that sort of thing, uh, send it to them or show it to them. I suggest show it to them and I'm just going off. My friends would have that on the internet if I messed up. So <laughs> big time, but it, it, you can also, like I said, you, you can video yourself and you can see it. You can see where your, where your line is, is not accelerating properly, where, where actually in some cases it's decelerating uh, or where it never gets any speed at all. And it never flexes that rod. You'll be able to see that. Uh, just put it out in the yard, put set your phone up, Heck, on a, on anything, hit record, walk out there, do some casts, come back, stop it, and look at it. So, like I said, as you're working on your double haul, let's get back to that. Learn the single haul first. Your video is your friend. Start working low. So, what I mean by start working low on that double haul is start working low to the ground. Don't don't worry about anything at this point. Just get your space outside, preferably in the grass. And you're going to want to practice this one for sure. So start with a single haul down low, almost like golf. I hate to say golf, but almost like golf, like you're hitting hitting a golf uh, golf club. So it's down almost that low, almost the tip, almost to the ground, and have the get the line out in front of you, uh, but to the side, and then single haul 
and come back and stop. Stop right in the middle. And then single haul again, come forward and stop. And you'll see this on the double haul video. They start low and that really works out well. And for the folks that are already double hauling, they're thinking, well, a lot of them are thinking, yeah, that's exactly how I started. So then you start, once you get it down and you're, you're kind of not, we'll call it the golf, golf swing, uh, because you're, you're starting with that tip down low to the ground. Not, you're not making a golf swing, but you, you get what I'm saying. You'll want to come forward, come backward, and you'll see, you need to pull on the line to give that line a little more look to, to get a little more line speed and get that rod to start working. And as you do it lower, you'll do it pretty quick lower. And then you'll come up to about about halfway up. Uh, so you're almost working horizontal with the ground now. And you start working your way up and doing the same thing, coming forward or coming backwards, whichever way you want to start, and then coming forward and then coming backward and then stopping and coming forward and stopping. And you'll start getting rhythm going. And then you'll see, you find yourself, okay, I think I'm ready to come up to my ear now. And you'll start double hauling and you'll be able to double haul pretty quick. I tell you what, I'll look up, I'll look up the video and put the link in the show notes. So if you want to learn to double haul, if you're serious about learning to double haul, this video will help you in this tactic, as far as the way that you'll learn will help you as well. So another thing I say, once you learn how to double haul, so you've done your roll cast, you've done your forward cast, you're getting good at those. Now you're learning your double haul. You're getting pretty good at that. The, the biggest thing I can say, especially if you're going to the salt, to fish salt water, the wind never stops blowing hardly at all. If it does, you're going to burn up in the summer. But it also out west, there's a ton of wind out west. And not only is it up like on the Colorado, and we'll just use it, for instance, and some of the rivers out in Montana, probably the same way, is the wind blows there basically all day long. And again, you'll get it eaten up by gnats and mosquitoes out there if it's not blowing at least a little bit. And the salt blows all day long. But even whenever you get into the mountains and you're fishing like those mountain streams, like recently we went to Fish Boulder Creek out near Boulder, Colorado, and we got in this big uh, canyon. And I was Euro nymphing, just messing around, waiting for, waiting for a couple of folks. And I thought, well, I'll pull the Euro rod out and just nip for a minute. And the wind was blowing so hard that the fly was going downstream and you, you couldn't get that nice little bow in in the uh, fly line to kind of see when the when the bite was coming. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of wind, long way around. Martin say there's a lot of wind in a lot of different situations. So practice during crappy weather. It's You don't always get to fish on that 65 degree blue sky. A uh, sunny day with no wind. A lot of times you're just out there and you say, all right, we're going fishing on Tuesday and Tuesday's going to be, oh, look, the weather's crappy. Well, you still have to fish it if you want to go fish and you've got that plan. Uh, you're still going to have to cast in the wind. So it's nothing. Don't go out in a tornado, but, uh, you know, go out there when it's windy. Don't be afraid to get out there when the windy's weather's crappy and windy and, and nasty and raining and all that stuff. Don't be afraid to practice in that. I mean, everybody pretty much has some, some wet weather gear and heck just put it on, go out somewhere where uh, out in the side yard or out in the backyard or out in the front yard or wherever down to the park and just practice. And people will, will think, wow, they're serious, which you probably are if you're practicing in that. But if you find yourself uh, with the opportunity to, 
to practice your casting and the weather's crappy, that's a great time to do it. So anyway, okay, I better get my rear end out of here, folks. So there you go. Roll cast, forward cast, double haul. I'll, I'll put the uh, double haul links in the show notes whenever we get those done. And that way you can just go right to them and watch. It's a really interesting video. Uh, like I said, I'm going to give kudos to Orvis here. They do a really nice job with their videos. Easy to learn and their, their instructors are very good. So, all right. If you find value in the podcast and want to give back, drop by the Southeast, Southeastern Fly store and simply make a purchase. And you can find that at southeasternfly.com. Click on the store and you'll be good to go. And... You just listened to casting. Why in the world is it so difficult uh, on Southeastern Fly? See you next time.